Welcome back to Unbreakable Latina. This is your host, Melina. I hope you're having an amazing day, whatever day you're listening to this on. I just got home from LA and let me tell you, I am tired. I'm tired and I plan to record the podcast on like Thursday, but it's been a long week and it just didn't feel right to record on Thursday and I was just not feeling it. But then now I'm like, damn it, I should have done it Thursday because I am so tired. I spent all weekend in LA. Um, My uncle bought his tickets to the jazz festival that they do at the Hollywood Bowl. And I've been to a concert to the Hollywood Bowl before, but never to the jazz festival. And last time when I went to the Hollywood Bowl, I actually saw Jack Johnson. And it was so much fun because you could bring your ice chest, your own drinks, your food. And it's just a vibe. Uh, My uncle's been wanting to take us for years, but it's usually something like the older people do. But I guess uh, my cousins and I are getting old now. So he was like, come on, go with me this year. So he took us. We had a blast. Like, llevamos ceviche, chicken salad, like just all kinds of food. My sister made palomas. We just ate and drank all day. And it was so much fun to like just hang out with the family. And they put on a good show. And everybody was like super nice. It basically, I was telling my cousins, this is like old people Coachella. But I think um, my uncle would be offended, my aunt, my mom, if I said old people Coachella. <laughs> but it was so much fun. Um, we we stayed out there. We got back from the jazz festival, and my cousins and my sister and her boyfriend wanted to go out. You know me, I didn't want to go out, but I was like, live life. So I went with them, and I instantly regretted it as soon as we got to the bar because I was just so sleepy. I woke up early yesterday. We were on the sun all day, drinking. And then to be out, like, at 11 p.m., like, no, not the business. I haven't slept much because no matter what time I go to sleep, I always wake up early. Like, 6 a.m., I was already, like, awake, and I was I went to bed, like, at 1 or 2 in the morning. But to my surprise, I woke up feeling fine. Um, I drank some electrolytes in the morning. We got ready. We headed to Central Market in downtown LA. And if you haven't been there, it's like a big market that just has a bunch of restaurants inside and all kinds of food. So I had tortas, I had pupusas, and I had fruta. And ain't no shame in my game. I was I was just like sharing with everybody. I would like eat something, be like, hey, you want my half? And We're just like sharing and it was delicious. And then we headed home and here I am recording the pod. Okay, before I forget, um, we went to this bar, this Irish pub. I believe it was called like Jameson Irish Pub. And is it Hollywood? I'm not sure. Anyways, we went there and when we sat down, it was my cousin, my sister, her boyfriend and I. And I sat down and I kept seeing this guy like wave. But the door was like behind me, so I didn't think anything of it. So he, I just kept seeing this guy wave. I'm like, who the hell is he waving at? So I would turn, and I didn't see anybody. And then finally, he came up to me. He's like, hey, ¿cómo estás? ¿Viniste sola? And I'm like, no, I'm here with my cousins. And he looked, this guy looks super young, and he looks super trashed as well. But I'm like, no, I'm here with them. And then he's like, oh, he's like, ay, estás hermosa. And I was like, thanks, dude. But you look like 12. And then he's like, me das, me das una oportunidad. And I, for a second, I thought que andaba en la plaza in Mexico. And like, you know when, I don't know if you guys are familiar, but when I used to go to Mexico, like people walk around the plaza and that's where like the guys send you flowers or whatever. But 
it felt like that because he's like, me das una oportunidad de conocerte. And I'm like, oh, no, muchas gracias. <laughs> but it was so funny because the whole time he was waving at me. So pretty much this weekend I discovered that I'm a cougar. <laughs> I'm just kidding. And all at that bar, there was also the Joker and Batman. And I thought it was freaking creepy because I got startled with the Joker first. I'm like, who lets these people come in here? But the bar that we were at was at like where the stars are at, the Walk of Fame. And people dress up around that area and take pictures with like tourists. But it's a little scary, especially like with everything going on in the world. I'm like, I was just like sketched out about it. Anyways, um, yeah, that was my holly weird night on a much heavier note um this week was a very hard week for all of us because of roe v wade being overturned by the supreme court and when i initially had heard that this could be a possibility i was like there is no way that's gonna happen and um i was wrong i was wrong i can't eat. when i saw the news when the morning it came out i was like no fucking way there's no fucking way the government should not be fucking allowed to have control over our body. It's our body. It's our fucking choice. Um, growing up Hispanic and Catholic, I've had multiple conversations with mom regarding abortion. And they've been pretty difficult conversations because in the beginning, she was very adamant about like, you know, people shouldn't be allowed to have abortions. I hadn't taken up with and And she'd be like, having a kid is a gift and this and that and not everyone has the opportunity. And sure, it's a gift. But as I talked to her more, I was just like, what if this happened? Or what if someone isn't ready? And they don't want to damage that child's life and this and that and medical issues and whatever. And her beliefs started changing little by little. And I was just like, okay, cool. Like now my mom's like more understanding of it. But the fact that the fucking government is taking that right away from us women is fucking mind-blowing and I'm angry and you should be too and we will not be silenced because they fucked with the wrong generation. I just want to thank you guys so much for last week's episode's feedback, the messages I received, the emails. It was a very difficult day for me last week on Sunday because of Father's Day and I recorded the podcast, I cried, I went to bed, woke up in the morning on Monday, and I'm like, did I really record that and upload it? Like, oh my god, like, that was really raw, that was really transparent and very vulnerable. And sometimes I surprise myself by being so vulnerable because I don't plan on it, it just kind of happens, I just spill the beans, I get comfortable behind the mic, but I appreciate it. Um, I know that I wasn't the only one feeling like that, and... I got a lot of messages from people that were going through the same feelings, have been through the same things, and I feel like I'm not alone, just like some of you have shared that, okay, you made me feel like I'm not alone. Um, We're all here together. Uh, I'm here for you guys. I feel you. I see you. And thank you. Thank you so much. It was very therapeutic. I, Like I said, I felt lighter after I cried it all out. So this week, I had a very embarrassing moment. If you don't follow me on Instagram, you should. Go to um, at Unbreakable Latina, follow me. But I shared this on my Instagram. So I was at work and I had to read names off a list. And for some reason, I always get lists with the most difficult names. Or sometimes I overcomplicate things and I hate it. But I was so embarrassed because let's just say the lady's name, first name was Jane. So I'm reading off the list. I'm reading everybody's name. I'm butchering a bunch of names. And I I apologize in advance if I butcher their names. I'm sorry. Please correct me. 
let me know how to pronounce your name. So I start reading the list and it's going well. I'm like, I'm not butchering the names too bad. And then comes the next name. Let's just say the lady's name was, first name was Jane. So I go, <laughs> so I go, is Jane Chiles here? And no one answers. And I'm like, is Jane Chiles here? And no one answers. And then this lady out of nowhere goes, do you mean Childs? I was mortified. And there, I made eye contact with this guy and we both started cracking up. I was like, I am so sorry. And the lady was so fucking pissed. Like she was mad. But I'm sorry, lady. I also discovered that I am a mean girl. Or I was told. You're mean. And it's not the first time people tell me this. And the reason people always say I'm mean is because I keep it real. I'm pretty raw. And maybe sometimes I could be a little bitch, but it's okay. The reason that this person called me mean is because I called him out. Um, This particular older man likes to get very friendly with women. And I already know this about this man. So I always make sure that he knows that, like, he can't fuck with me. (laughs) And he got really close to me the other day. And I was like, can you back up? Like, you're way too close to me. He's like, you're always such a mean girl. And back in the day, that would, the old Melina would have been, like, just uncomfortable and not said anything. But normalize being fucking mean. It's okay. It's okay to be mean if that means that you're going to be comfortable. Like, this man was literally making me so uncomfortable. And it wasn't the first time that he did that. And I just have had enough. I would, like, when people get too close to me, especially, like, okay, not only with COVID. I just always hate when people fucking get close to me. There's no need to be that close to me if we're having a conversation. You don't have to touch my arm. You don't have to do anything. Like, please do not fucking touch me. Unless you're fucking hot, then yes, do it. (laughs) I'm just kidding. But for real, like, people think it's okay just to touch you and do stuff like that. So stand up for yourself. Don't let motherfuckers come and touch you without your consent because this this particular man has always made me uncomfortable and I just kind of snapped because I was just like you're too close back up talk and I was like personal space and he's like you're such a mean girl and I was like sure I am and you and I said and you still don't learn (laughs) but please if someone makes you feel uncomfortable make them feel uncomfortable my sister and I started doing this thing where if we feel like someone's creepily staring at us will just stare back at them and make them feel uncomfortable and it's the best feeling ever because they don't know how to react. So try it next time. It works wonders. Hey guys, I just want to take a quick little break to let you guys know that I have partnered up with Amazon Music. Amazon Music is giving my listeners a 30-day free trial. You can get yours today by going to getamazonmusic.com slash unbreakablelatina. Once again, that's getamazonmusic.com dot com slash unbreakable latina i will link it in the show notes on this week's episode i wanted to talk about situationships because it's been highly requested and your girl has some experience so why not shed light on this subject so a situationship is that space between a committed relationship and something that is more than a friendship and according to my research also known as my poll on Instagram, 86% of you have been in a situationship, 14% have not. And I myself have had a few. I think culturally our relationship expectations have changed because people are getting married later in life and they just want to be free and they want to be housed and they want to have the benefits of having a relationship without a title so that way they don't feel committed to take the next step. And I think that's so fucked up because back in the day, like our parents probably like, 
o se las robaban. That's one thing. But they would date and they'd be like, oh, ya eres mi novia. Quieres ser mi novia. They would define titles. And now people don't want that. And I honestly hate that. I hate it. Um, before I was like, oh, yeah, I'm the cool girl in college. Like, I don't care. This and that. And let me tell you, the situationships that I've had have hurt more than my breakups in actual relationships. Because I think that with when you're in a relationship, you expect that breakup if things don't work out. But when you're in a situationship with no defined titles, you always have the what if it works out? Like, what if ese es el amor de mi vida? And it usually, like for me, I mean, some people, rare occasions, like, oh, wow, it worked out for them. But honestly, the only thing situationships have given me is a bunch of anxiety, depression, and just attachment issues so let me spill the tea about my longest situationship and i'll probably regret this after i upload it but it is what it is um let me paint the picture i'm 16 looking fly as hell in a carl's jr uniform it was like the red uniform that looked like a bowling team shirt with a star in the back with my little name tag mi gorrita bien flaca flaca estaba and I was working a Friday night drive through I was stressed out. I had a shitty manager who would always yell at me because I couldn't hand scoop the fucking shakes. And I worked right by the high school that I went to. So I would always run into people from school and I hated it because it was embarrassing. And they were like, hi, can I have some more ranch? I'm like, no, I have to charge you. <laughs> but this particular night, these two guys come up and they're I give them their order and I'm just like really like losing track of whose drink is what and whose food is what because I'm so slammed. I'm by myself. It's late. And this guy goes, hey, you forgot my milkshake. And I I looked at him and I was like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. And I turn around and I grab the milkshake that was for like that I thought was for the next car. And I'm like, oh, here you go. Strawberry. He's like, yeah. And then I'm about to hand it to him and he goes. I'm just kidding. I didn't order a milkshake. And then I was just like, Ugh. and then he's just like him and his friend were like laughing. And like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And then like, I feel so bad. And I'm like, uh, okay, bye. Have a good night. And then I just closed the window. Didn't think of anything of it except like, damn, these cute guys come through the drive through and I'm embarrassed and I'm wearing a dorky hat. I think like a week later I quit because I was just so sick of working there. And I was on MySpace and I get a friend request from this guy. And I was like, this guy, like, he looks familiar, but I don't know from where. It was the milkshake guy. So he, like, I don't even remember how MySpace used to work, but he, like, mess. I don't even know if you guys know what MySpace is, because most of you guys are way younger than me. <laughs> well, he messages me. He's like, hey, are you milkshake girl? He's like, I've been going to Carl's Jr. every day looking for you, and you're not there. And I'm like, uh, and then I remembered who it was. And I'm like, no, I quit. Anyways, one thing led to another. He invited me on a date. And the romance began. So that whole summer, we hung out all the time. Like, every day we were hanging out together. We'd go eat. We'd go watch movies. We'd go to his house, my house. And, like, my mom knew him. And it was just so much fun. We, (laughs) back in the day, like, our our romantic dates would be, like, driving around in his car with his laptop. And we would find free Wi-Fi. Because back then, people wouldn't protect their Wi-Fi and watch, like, illegal movies. (laughs) And... It was the cutest shit ever, and I was smitten. I, like, that was my dude. I really liked him. Like, he liked me, and the feeling was mutual. You know, time passed, and 
I finally was like, wait, like, I'm not your girlfriend. And we had that conversation. And that was the first guy that had never asked me out, like, officially. Like, every other boyfriend that I had had, like, asked me right away, do you want to be my girlfriend? And I was just so confused because I was like, we have such a good time. Like, he's better than all the guys I've ever dated. And he was just like, oh, I'm not ready for that. And I was like, what do you mean you're not ready for that? Like, we're literally together all the time. So anyways, it was like an on and off thing through high school, through college. And we would reconnect. We'd go on a couple of dates. And then at one point, we were both unemployed together And we did so much fun stuff that, honestly, I don't even remember because I told you guys, like, I had so much trauma that there's stuff that I don't remember. But after college, well, when I finally got the ex that I had, we stopped talking because it wasn't right. And for, like, the long time that I was in that last relationship that I had, we just stopped talking. Like, here and there before, we would talk. And there was a point where we would see each other at places and we would not even acknowledge each other because I was just so mad at him that... He destroyed what we had, el romance que teníamos. But I was immature, I was young, he was young too, and he wanted to be a fuckboy. And I was just like, screw you, like, you don't want me, I don't care. And obviously, like, my confidence went up because I was older, and I was in college. So we stopped talking, and we didn't reconnect. Like, throughout the years we did, like, 16, 17, 18, 16 all the way to 23, and then we stopped talking from, like, 23 to 30, and I think, when was it? Right after my breakup, like, somehow he requested me. It's like, they know, they know, they know when you're single, (laughs) and I didn't follow him on Instagram or anything, but after my breakup, I was like, ah, what the hell, like, time has passed, like, yeah, okay. So we reconnected, we started hanging out together, and we would hang out, and how, like, this person, I had never had a connection like that with anybody, well, one one other person, but I just, our humor was the same, we understood each other, we talked about, like, really deep shit, like, he was, like, a good friend to me, and he helped me a lot through my breakup, like, because I would be like, oh, yeah, let's hang out, let's do this, and we talk about our tragic relationships that just had ended because we were both going through a breakup and we just kept hanging out all the time and it was fun and it felt like time didn't pass anytime like we did so much fun stuff right during like the covid quarantine like we'd go to this club that's like for old people we just go people watch and just have a grand old time and crack up and talk about like old times and it was all fun and games until one day we had this conversation about like, oh, if you don't find anybody and if I don't find anybody, like we should get together. And then I was like, wait, what the fuck? Like, and I never thought like anything was possible between me and this person, but because we were hanging out so much and, you know, playing house, basically, like we were just together a lot and text each other here and there but then we go like weeks without talking to each other but then I'd get the high when he would text me and then he would be the same like he'd be oh you disappeared I disappeared whatever and in between I was dating other people so it didn't matter he was doing the same shit so came when December December of last year like we, we had been hanging out like quite often and we just started talking one day and he said something that really like pissed me off and then he's like I, I, I like really like you, but I wouldn't want to date you because I don't want to hurt you. 
And I'm just like, wait, what? Like, how could you like somebody so much that you don't want to hurt them? And I'm not stupid like I used to be when I was younger. So I was just like, wait, what are you talking about? And I think I was so attached to this, like, what if this worked out? And we have such a cute love story about him calling me milkshake girl and everything's going to work out and we're going to be a happy family. And just like you think of all the what ifs and like it could work out. And I've never had this connection with anybody and this and that. But it's all fucking lies is lies. He's been telling me he didn't want me for fucking years. And I was just so stuck on the memory of knowing this person, having all this history with this person until I think it was when was it Um, at the end of the year, we hung out one last time. And I remember we had this conversation and we were both a little tipsy. And I was just like, that doesn't even fucking make sense. Like, make it make sense. And I was like, you know what? Like, I'm done with this shit. No, I didn't even say anything. Like, I just left in silence as soon as I got home, blocked him from everything. And I never talked to him again. And I was so proud of myself because for so long I got stuck to this idea that what if we could be something and... You know, like, we had such good times, and what a story it would be. And no, it fucking wasn't a story. He fu- he told me since the beginning that he could only see me as a friend that that lo- he loves to date, but nothing more. And I was just like, yo me tengo que valorar, y ya, enough is enough. And just be, I'm hanging out with this person and blocking from potential suitors <laughs> I like I was still dating but I was still so emotionally invested in this because I I thought like oh this happened and it happened at the right time and that we reconnected after my breakup and like we needed to go through all this to to like deserve each other and whatever and it was all bullshit that I was making up in my fucking head just put it that way and I ended things I never talked to him again It's been like six months and I haven't talked to him and I don't plan on it and I don't want to because me valoro mas. So anyways, now that I spilled the whole fucking tea, I'm sure a lot of you guys have stories like this. And one thing I have learned that it's like whoever the dude or the girl tells you who they are in the beginning, if they say like, I don't know what I want, believe them. They don't know what they want. And if you're into that, cool. But if you're trying to act like the cool girl, the cool guy that is like, oh, I don't want anything serious and it's it's just for funsies and it's this. Like, you don't know how many friends I've talked to that have started a situationship like that. Like, oh, it's just for fun. It's just this. It's just that. But when you're invested in somebody emotionally, physically, whatever, you're stopping from meeting your person that is actually going to value you and see like, hey, I want that to be my girlfriend, my boyfriend, whatever. So if you're wondering, am I in a situationship or have I been in a situationship? Here are a few signs of what to look for and to decide whether or not you've been in a situationship. For example, like if they tell you, hey, we should hang out soon. And they go, okay, tell me when. And then they don't tell you until last minute, like 10 p.m. Friday night because they had nothing else to do you're probably in a situation because someone who really values you and values your time is not going to get you at last minute plans. For example, with the particular guy that I was talking about, it was always like that. It'd be like, hey, what are you up to? And it'd be like Friday night. I'm like, okay, no tiene nada que hacer because he doesn't hit me up every Friday night. But because I was home bored, I'd be like, yeah, I'm down. Let's do it. Let's go out. Another sign that 
is huge. And But people make this confusing porque a veces se pasan los güeyes y las güeyes. If you haven't met their family or their friends, that's a sign that you're probably in a situation ship. Pero I have had times where they introduce you to your, their family and you're like, oh, he's going to take it to the next level because um, he introduced me to his sister, his mom. I've had that before. And then right off the bat, like these guys just bring all kinds of women or these girls just bring all kinds of men to their families. If you're feeling confused or just wondering where you stand with this person or what they want from you or you want to ask that what are we question then most likely you're in a situationship so what to do if you're in a situationship so if you think you're in a situationship there's a few options so either you're okay with being like that and you're cool with it and no te duele like you're not emotionally invested and then have fun by all means But if you're feeling like, okay, at first I thought this was cool, but now my feelings have gotten deeper and I want something more out of this, then have a conversation. Like, don't do it when you're drunk or after, when you're in your feels. Like, do it when you're sober, when both of you are sober, quiet place, and be like, hey, like, this is how I feel. My feelings are getting deeper. Um, I want something more. Don't come up with that. What are we? Because I'm acting like your girlfriend or I'm acting like your boyfriend. No, just say how you feel. This is how I feel. I want something more. Where do we stand? How do you feel? And just put it out there. And if they say, you know what, I'm not ready, respect that. Don't, no te aferres. Don't think that you're going to be the one that changes him or her. Especially women, we think like, oh, yo lo voy a cambiar, por mí va a cambiar. No one's going to change. They're always going to be that crusty, dusty that they showed you in the beginning, if that's the case. But in rare occasions, sure, people change. But for me, in my experience, the people who showed me who they were, were always the same people in the end, when the relationship ended. I just made them look a little better. But don't be afraid to have that conversation. And like I said, If they say, you know what, no, I don't see this going anywhere else. This is all I want. Respect that. And respect yourself enough to walk away. No te aferres. Like, that's my biggest advice. Because I've gotten so hurt por aferrarme. And I don't recommend it to anybody. So on my Instagram, I did ask, what lessons did you learn from a situationship? And these are a few of the answers that I got. One is, que no sea tan pendeja and never settle. No te dejes. Valórate y date tu lugar. Boundaries. I love that one. My prima Sasha sent me that and I love it. And for me, my biggest lesson is, like I told you guys, if they tell you they don't know what they want, it's because they don't know what they want. Don't forget to value yourself. Love yourself. It's most important to love yourself. I'm still on the self-love journey for a long time. I did not love myself and I did not realize it. So I would accept the bare minimum, whatever they would give me. So from now on, that's not going to happen. And I hope that if you're in that situation, ship, leave. Because you deserve someone who values you, someone who sees your worth, and you don't have to settle for that bare minimum shit, okay? That's all I have for you guys today. Um, my sister is designing my shirts. I love them. I did a survey um, about... If you wanted crop tees or oversized, and most of you said oversized, so I probably will do oversized shirts only and maybe later do some crop tees, but I'm super excited. They're coming soon. 
Don't forget to get your stickers on my website at www.unbreakablelatina.com. There's only a few left, so get your hands on those. And I can't wait for you to see you guys wearing the merch. Don't forget to get your stickers because there's only a limited amount left. Go to www.unbreakablelatina.com and get your sticker. Also, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Follow me on Instagram and TikTok at Unbreakable Latina. And now I am on YouTube, so go find me on YouTube. You can listen to the podcast on there. I'm going to start doing video podcasts soon enough. There's so much more to come. I'm excited. Thank you guys for your support and have a wonderful week. I'll talk to you guys soon. Bye.